0: You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. for small groups, 10 a.m. for worship, or anytime at AsburyBosher.org. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you as we begin this journey to Bethlehem, as we experience Christmas here at Asbury. Our opening Sunday, this Sunday of peace, our scripture lesson is from Jeremiah. The 33rd chapter. It'll be on the screens, it'll be online, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness. In the land in those days Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety and this is the name by which it will be called the Lord is our righteousness this is the word of God for the people of God thanks be to God <clears throat> when you see when you see a box of uh, um, this is I love this so I, my, my phone is on uh, during worship and I've gotten several texts this morning saying, is that box supposed to be on the altar? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But, but thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for the heads up. Our visual team does an amazing job, and no, they did not leave this box on the altar table. When you see a box of Christmas lights, and this is from our garage, when you see a box of Christmas lights, what do you see? Do you see potential... Do you see an amazing work of art that adorns your house? Do you see a a, a light shining in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it because our house is completely full and illuminated dispelling the darkness? Or do you see what I see? A 50 foot ladder, frustration, cursing the day you were born, (laughs) right? Losing my religion. Yeah. Oh no, I've said too much. Yeah. I turn it when when I'm when I'm doing the, the house when I'm doing the house on the lights. In uh, that rare occasion, <laughs> When I do the the lights on on the house. I turn into the dad from a Christmas story, right? You know, like right, And then my kids are saying, "Oh fudge!" Right? You know, that beautiful scene <laughs> in a Christmas story. Um. Do you see what I see when I see those light? Lights are one of the first signs that Christmas is near. Or more accurately, lack of light is one of the first signs of the changing of the season. At least for those of us in the northern hemisphere, right? The days are getting shorter, it's getting darker. And for some of us, uh, when it gets darker, we are filled with kind of this anxious anticipation waiting for the next sunrise. The, 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 the day continues. It's dark, but there's still so much left for the day, and, and that, that counterintuitive feeling sometimes fills us with anxiety. <clears throat> but then there are others who, when it gets dark, they're like, great, more time for campfires. We can go uh, see the lights. Now, finally, I can, I can see the TV because it's dark outside. Or or do you see what I see? Uh, Do you see the potential for going to bed as early as possible, right? I know it's eight o'clock, it feels like 10 o'clock, so don't blame me when I can't keep my eyes open. Do you see what I see? Whether you experience anxiety or whether you're filled with excitement, we all seem to land in the same place. We all seem to land in the same place in saying that when it is dark, we meet that darkness with light. When it becomes dark, we meet that darkness with light. It happens uh, uh, often when we uh, come home for Thanksgiving. Well, some, some folks call it Thanksgiving. Uh, we call it the Grand South Louisiana Tour because uh, we're in a different place uh, in a different day. And, and normally when we, when we come back uh, from Thanksgiving, uh, it's late, and we drive into the neighborhood, and the neighborhood we left... Uh, was 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 uh, dark and gray, and it was rainy and this kind of thing. But the neighborhood we came back to, with all of the responsible homeowners, their houses are full of lights, beautiful decorations, and it's one of those signs we can see with our own eyes that the season is changing, and there is there is hope, even though the weather is gray and the days are getting shorter. There is there is hope, and we can see it tangibly with our own eyes. Advent Advent can be understood as a season of anticipation. This will be a sign to you, the angels tell the shepherds, keeping watch over their flock by night. They tell them, there is something that you need to see. You need to drop what you're doing and you need to go to Bethlehem and you're going to see something that's amazing. This will be a sign to you, get moving. We are almost hardwired for anticipation. The angels say, this will be a sign to you, go see. And they drop everything and they go with haste, as it says, to Bethlehem. We are creatures of anticipation. It's kind of like when one day, Cooper, he's going to start pulling up on the coffee table. And that's a sign, uh, one, that he'll be walking. And two, that you need to pray more. <laughs> that's what that means. Because once they go mobile, they never go back, right? It's just, you know, once he starts pulling up, that's a sign... That something new is coming, right? You know, or um, uh, uh, you know, pulling up on the coffee table, or, or maybe uh, uh, the the inverted yield curve, right? Maybe you've seen that, so you know that well, a recession may be coming, or, or when when the, the the gas light on the dash lights up, uh, that means you need to get to the gas station. We are we're almost hardwired in our life to recognize the relationship between cause and effect. We see something. And we respond to it. It's, it's a great trait. It's a very important trait to be able to see something in the distance and to respond to it, to recognize whether it is friend or foe, and to respond to it accordingly. Because that might be a life or death decision. We are hardwired to recognize something in the distance and to anticipate what it is and to respond accordingly. <clears throat> Sight is a very powerful sense more than 50% of our brain's cortex is devoted to sight. It has helped us survive. It has helped us to be where we are today. Or as John Haught puts it in his fantastic book, God and Einstein, he says, life is having the capacity for anticipation. That is his definition of life. That's what separates us from the rocks and the gravel. Life is having the capacity for anticipation. In other words, the art of understanding our past in the present moment allows our future to be fruitful. Knowing what to look for offers us the gift of freedom for tomorrow, recognizing a sign and anticipating what it means. Or, tis the season, when the quarterback sends a guy in motion. The whole point of that is to see how the defense is reacting to that so that then the quarterback can anticipate whether it's man-to-man, cover two, prevent, all those things. And all of our beloved teams should take note of all of the things I've just said to tighten up their defenses. we are hardwired to anticipate what is coming. At the beginning of the Advent season, we dive into the poetry of the Hebrew scriptures. And Jeremiah offers this text to us today. In those days, and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. And I can imagine Jeremiah writing this uh, by firelight Right. But, but understand that the fire that he sees, it's not the fire from the hearth. It's not, it's not the fireplace. It's not a really cool peace light bonfire that we're going to have on Christmas Eve. The fire that Jeremiah is seeing is Jerusalem burning. Jerusalem is being destroyed. And he is seeing the rubble. He is seeing the fire. But he's not seeing a people destroyed. He's not seeing a God forgotten. He is seeing a righteous branch of justice and righteousness. I mean, Babylonia is is coming. To, ba, Babylon. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not Babylonia. Wait a wait to destroy a moment. Babylonia. Are oh, you making a sandwich? Uh, <laughs> Provolonia for your Babylonia. Babylon is destroying Jerusalem, and yet he sees something different, he perceives something deeper. Yes, the city is in ruin, but he can envision something more than anticipation. Anticipation is not the full picture of Advent. Anticipation in a way is a hopelessness, or at least Anticipation needs help. Anticipation needs hope. Advent is not a time for studying trends or waiting on markets or replicating programmatic calendars for the coming year. That's anticipation. That is responding to what is already known. Someone throws a ball and you can map, you can anticipate its trajectory and you can catch it. When we make room for hope, when we are like Jeremiah and we're seeing that fire in the distance, and when we can make room for hope, anticipation becomes expectation. Anticipation becomes expectation. With hope, anticipation becomes expectation. The mystery of faith, trading certainty for blessed surprise. Trading safety of rhythm for the risk Of improvisation. Letting go of our assumptions of finitude for the glory of abundant life. For example, uh, Chris Hemsworth, right, Thor, right, uh, has a new show on Disney Plus out. It's called Limitless. Have you seen Limitless? Has anyone seen that? And, And the show is about the limits of the human body. And, of course, they picked Thor to do this, right? The the limits of how far the human body can, can be pushed, right? But there's a tragic irony in Chris Hemsworth hosting this show. I don't know if you've made it to episode five yet or not. Spoilers. Chris Hemsworth discovered that he has the genetic marker for Alzheimer's. during the filming of this show. During a filming of a show about the boundary of human existence, he finds out that he has the genetic marker APOE4, one from his mother and one from his father, which means he is ten times more likely to have Alzheimer's one day. And though it's not definitive, and you might anticipate that receiving that news would lead you into suffering... And anger and frustration, all of which is valid and human and absolutely appropriate. But he started living with a sense of expectation, where he steps back from acting, he's spending time with his family, he is living into abundant life. And that should be a lesson for us, to live with expectation, that hopeful surprise. None of us make it out alive, but can we, with the time that we have, live with the spirit-filled expectation of the presence of God and the love of one another? I mean, that's the difference. I mean, the only difference between me and Chris Hemsworth is that he knows, well... (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. There there are several. (laughs) For the sake of this sermon, the, the difference is he knows, right? He knows the potential of his diagnosis, right? So he's choosing to live. None of us have a guarantee, right? We may be anticipating that none of us get out of life alive, but are we filled with expectation? That holy surprise of God. Chris Hemsworth might say, like, do you see what I see with this diagnosis? Do you see a freedom to live? Do you see a freedom to live? It's kind of like when uh, you have a a teenager, hypothetically speaking, um, that comes home with not the perfect grades, and you anticipate difficulty and uh, a frustrating future, but are you expecting to see a brilliant mind coming into fruition? Struggling to follow the rules because she is rewriting them for the rest of us. Or maybe you've recently discovered that 2022 is the last year uh, that you are with your company. And are you anticipating a difficult Christmas season, tightening of the belt? Or, or is there a sense of expectation that maybe this is a freedom to live into something new and something joyful, something different? Uh, like for example uh, you know do you see what I see we have these uh, really great ornaments on on the tree out there the, the the community angel tree and it looks it looks like a coat but it's so much more than that you, you take the ornament off and you bring back a coat and and, and friends um, when when you're struggling with shelter a coat may mean life or death. Now, this is a work of, if you want to be Methodist about it, this is a work of mercy. We're also called to do works of justice, of asking why, in the United States of America, people don't have coats. But this is a step toward that, moving from anticipation into expectation. Do you see what I see? Do you see an ornament, or do you see saving a life? Do you see what I see. The first Sunday of Advent is a special Sunday because the sanctuary looks dramatically different than it did when you left last week. The Christmas trees fill us with the anticipation of gifts being adorned with the symbols of our faith, but, we, but are we expecting the story of the cross? That one day the tree will be chopped down and used as an instrument of death against a, or from an oppressive state, and then God will redeem that death with an empty tomb. Are we anticipating gifts, or are we expecting salvation? The Advent wreath—we uh, anticipate peace, hope, love, and joy. But are we expecting to have peace, <laughs> legitimate peace in our life, and what it takes to have peace? On Christmas Eve, we are, ex- we, are we are anticipating to see a baby but are we expecting to see salvation? We anticipate seeing a baby, but are we expecting to see salvation? This is part of the beauty of the Gospel of of, of Luke. uh, When Jesus is presented to the temple, to Simeon, at the temple, this is what Simeon says, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to Gentiles and for glory of your people Israel. When God is born in Bethlehem, God will now have eyes to see God's own people and God's own creation. Now, we might approach that major saying, Lord, do you see what I see? Do you see Jerusalem burning? Lord, do you see what I see? Do you see that the days are getting darker? Lord, do you see what I see? That my enemies surround me like a herd of bulls and like lions they open their jaws to devour me, as it says in the 22nd Psalm. But then I might imagine that God, through Christ, would say back to us, well, do you see what I see? Do you see a new shoot springing up from the rubble? Do you see that light dispels the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it? Do you see that we are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us? For one day I will be in the home of a Pharisee and there will be a woman of ill repute who will dry my feet with her tears and I will look the Pharisee in the face and say, do you see her? Do you even see her? One of my my colleagues uh, in ministry, uh, Pastor Rachel Billups and her husband, John, uh, they have four kids. Their youngest, uh, Sarah, uh, has Marfan syndrome, Uh, and that is a a genetic condition that affects uh, the connective tissue uh, in, in your body. Uh, and the lenses of her eyes, Sarah's eyes, uh, shift and detach, and she has to get very, very close to you in order to see you. And thankfully, uh, she is going through surgeries to remove her lenses, and she will be okay. But knowing that she has to be very, very close to you to see you reminds me of when God puts on flesh, God gets very, very intimately close to humanity. God wears our skin and gets as close to us as God can. Not only to see with God's own eyes. Our suffering, our frustrations, our challenges. But also to invite us to see through God's eyes. Do you see what I see? Experiencing Christmas, the season of Advent, is a motion of moving from anticipation into expectation. We anticipate seeing a child, but do we anticipate or do we expect? to see salvation. Will we move with haste to Bethlehem? Because the angel says, you, you need to see something. <laughs> and to recognize that something is sitting very, very near to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray.